0: Chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the sports betting podcast for Thursday. I am Jimmy Brown, your host of this show that is loaded with information on college basketball, the NBA, and of course, the Super Bowl. Chasing Ball Game is brought to you by the top-rated online sportsbook, mybookie.ag, the official sports betting site of the Chasing a Ball Game podcast, and we have plenty to talk about today. We have a solid run down from top to bottom. We are going to talk college basketball, and I have some great March Madness information for you. Yesterday, I looked at college basketball underdogs. Today, I'm going to shift the focus to the favorites. I tell you why there's one handicapping tool that should be very useful during the college hoops postseason, and of course, I had a pick against the spread. Next, I hit up the hoops mecca of the Chasing Ball Game podcast, which is betting the buckets. The NBA betting segment, it delivers original betting segments like Beyond the Box for calendar crunch, and of course, another pick against the spread in the association. Finally, I'm going to wrap up this rapid fire podcast with a look at Super Bowl 51, talk injuries, I'll break down the latest odds and how they've moved, and I unveil my third Super Bowl prop for the biggest game of the season as I talk MVP. Chasing ball game is blazing quick with more than one pick, so let's get this thing started, and we're talking college hoops. Look, March Madness not here yet, but, man, I'm telling you, and I'll say it time and time again, if you want to win in March Madness, you've got to start your research earlier than later. Last year, there was an estimated $9.4 billion bet on March Madness, and over 70 million brackets were filled out, and that leads me to a handicapping angle, and it's the sports betting consensus Look, this gets used all the time, and it's really never a standalone tool. Uh, consensus, basically, is you figure out who the public is betting on, you go opposite. Never, never, never a standalone tool. However, if there's ever a case to be made for using it almost exclusively, it has to be March Madness. Think about it. I just talked about $9.4 billion bet, 70 million brackets filled out. That's all these guys do. I mean, plain and simple. Everybody bets on this. And, and so what I really want you to pay attention to this time of year when it gets here is the favorites since 2005 favorites of eight points or less. Who are getting less than 50% of the spread bets, which means we're looking at that consensus. We're trying to figure out who they are betting against. When they bet against favorites, when they are on underdogs, especially trendy underdogs that hit the tournament, that everybody's talking about them, calling them a Cinderella. Well, since 2005, favorites of eight points or less who are getting less than 50% of the spread bets. I've gone 80 and 54 against the spread. That's almost a 60% clip. That's something that should not be ignored. Look, I have a notebook per se, because I put it on the computer, of course, of notes that I keep track of for every sport, events that I keep track of. That's one you want to put in your notebook. And if you lot watch college basketball this week, the dogs are already barking. Number one, Villanova lost Marquette. Number two, Kansas lost West Virginia. Number four, Kentucky lost. Lost to Tennessee. Marked only a third time since 1948, which is the history of the AP AP poll that those three team rankings all took an L on the night. So very interesting stuff. Even more interesting to me because Kansas City and Kentucky are on a collision course. And I promise you I will get that game covered before the weekend because that is must Watch college basketball for the weekend. But let's get the pick for tonight out of the way. I mentioned upsets. There are two teams that are primed for letdown. If you listen yesterday, I talked about letdown in the NBA. To me, it is even more pivotal in college basketball because they're younger kids. Let's face it, they're younger kids. So the ups and downs are a lot more up and a lot more down. So watch out for Arizona. They could be in letdown mode. They just beat UCLA. and Northwestern is another team. They just beat Ohio State. So right now their stock is up. It's probably a good time to sell. Although I think those are two very worthy bets, I'm going to a different game. Give me Cincinnati minus three over Xavier. I see a three and a half, a three out there. Make sure you shop around. First, this is a rivalry. Both of these teams are ranked, so you know it's going to be good. But it's really, to me, a bigger game for Cincinnati at home. They've been owned of late in this series. Xavier has won the past three meetings, seven of nine and 14 of 20 overall. And just check out the quotes. Read the quotes from the coaches. Read the quotes from the seniors. They've made it very clear this is a big game. The seniors don't want to go out without beating Xavier. The coach realized he's got to win it. Plus, Cincinnati has won 19 straight games at 5th, 3rd Arena, and the home team 6-1 against the spread in the last seven meetings. Give me the Bearcats. Before I get to the NBA, before I get to betting buckets, I want to talk college football and the MLB, Major League Baseball. College football is in the offseason. But I need chasers. For those of you who don't know, chasers are people that follow the show and they follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter and on Facebook, at Chasing Ball Game. Follow me, share college information, football information. I'll share it right here on the show. I love college football, and I follow college football. However, not much in the offseason. I'm not big into recruiting at all, so I'd love to share information. So if you guys are interested, just hit me up. Same with Major League Baseball. That's going to be here before you know it last year for the first time a billion dollars was bet on major league baseball so it's getting a lot of attention i think now is the time to get involved with betting based baseball it is a different animal so i'd love to talk about that but let's get to the nba and let's talk betting the buckets first Things are getting interested. Trade deadline coming up. NBA reports the Knicks have approached Cavaliers about trading Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love. Cavs weren't interested. It depends who you listen to or what you read. The Cavs are saying, look, he helped us win a championship. We don't want to par with him. I really don't think that's the case. I really think they don't want Carmelo Anthony. Um, This, of course, got some people talking. Marvin Hill hit me up on Twitter, and he said, and I quote, For some reason, I highly doubt that he will be a Cav by Friday. End quote. He's right. Carmelo Anthony is not going to the Cavs, that's for sure. However, what I found very, very interesting is that the Knicks are wide open about this. This got leaked somehow, and if I had a guess, it got leaked by the Knicks. I mean, you could argue it got leaked by the Cavs, right? It comes a day after the fact that LeBron James comes out and says he wants a superstar. This could be management ways ways of saying, look, we had a chance at a superstar. Yeah, he's not the right fit, but I don't think that's the case. I really think it's the Knicks because they are making it very clear that Camaro Anthony is being shopped, which means he's going to be, uh, in favor of maybe lifting, um, the, the no trade clause, and he could be uh, excited to go anywhere. To me, when you talk about the trades, no deadline or no trades are better than they are in the NBA. I'm very, very excited about it, but let's get to beyond the box score. Yeah, basically, we look back at games and try to find little nuggets that we can use in the future, and look, let's look at the Spurs versus Raptors. The Spurs won their fifth straight game. They did that without some of the biggest stars. Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker, Pau Gasol. Speaking of which, I'm going to like digress a, a tad if you don't mind speaking of which you follow me on twitter you're going to see that before game time i try and give out information whether it's stats trends betting trends what i also give out information on what players will be in or will not be in earlier in the day i said why leonard was going to play um, i was wrong i was wrong and jeff sims let me hear about it on twitter he said and i quote nice call on leonard And then he spoke how Wojo, who's an NBA reporter, everybody should know, doesn't need to worry about any competition from you. Then he followed up to say, little advice. If you want to get follows, focus on being right with your news as opposed to first. Well, the initial thought that you guys might be thinking is that maybe I'd get mad. I mean, he took a shot at me, but, but I'm not. First of all, I wasn't fishing for follows. I was sharing information. And I wasn't worried about being first. Again, I was sharing information. But I wasn't mad. Hell no, I love it. I love it when people correct me or people get on me. Look, I want to be right. I want to get information to you guys. So if I, you know, I mentioned it about a week ago, I, you know, I said Clay Thompson was going to be out and a bunch of other guys hopped on Twitter and said, no, no, I'm here. I'm here and he's going to be back in. That's what this show is all about. It's all about getting together on Twitter, sharing the latest information. So I appreciate it, Jeff. I really like the fact that you set me straight and I hope to hear from you in the future, but back to that Spurs game. The Spurs don't get much love because the Warriors are stocked and flashy. But check out these numbers. They improved to 20-4 and four on the road. The A-team in NBA history to win 20 of their first 20 games. This is the first season in which the Spurs have reached 20 wins before reaching 5 losses in road games. Oh, by the way, they also win close ones. Greg Popovich, 63% of the regular season games decided by a margin of 1 or 2 points. In his years as head coach, he has won that is unreal. The thing I love about the Spurs is they fly under the radar. One, because everybody thinks they should win because of the Spurs. They've been winning forever. Secondly, they don't play flashy basketball. The Warriors are obviously stocked. They have probably the most talented lineup in the NBA. Plus, they're flashy, so a lot of people like to bet them. Because they do, it kind of gives you a little bit of value on the Spurs if you want to talk about betting the championship, who's going to win the championship. So... If you're considering betting on the Spurs to win the championship, I don't blame you. Check out the latest future odds at mybookie.ag. They have them all, and you can see the kind of value I'm talking about. But let's get to the calendar crunch. This is simple. I look at the NBA schedule, and I find some good spots, bad spots. Not always a pick. I just like to share information. I also will share calendar crunches on Twitter. Check me out there. But how is this not your favorite part of the show? I mean, it just keeps on giving. That Spurs game I talked about, well, the Spurs were in a three-game and four-nights-on-the-road situation against the Raptors. Not only did they fail to cover the closing line, they were outscored by five points in the second half. So if you had the Raptors in the second half, minus three, minus four, you would have covered. If you had the Raptors in the game, you would have covered. It keeps on giving. And let's look for a few for you to keep an eye on this week. The Brooklyn Nets and the Charlotte Hornets. The Nets start a three-game and four-nights-stint on Friday night. It includes a back-to-back set against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Hornets, same scenario, three games in four nights, which includes a back-to-back with travel at New York and home against the Kings. Although, the Kings themselves will be playing that game in Charlotte as a five games in seven nights, so it could be a wash. Again, I'm not saying it's a pick one way or the other, I'm just sharing the love. And coming up soon, we've got the Orlando Magic, the Oklahoma City Thunder, Toronto Raptors, and Denver Nuggets, within the next week, are all about to enter five games and seven night trips, so there will be plenty of calendar crunches ahead on the horizon before the All-Star break. So make sure you tune in to me on a daily basis and follow me on Twitter. I'll share all this, but let's get to the picks. Look, my winning streak had to come to an end, people. I was on fire, absolute fire. Well, it came to an end with the Magic. They made it close in the third quarter. I thought they were going to catch up and take down the Bulls. They didn't. But still won the last four to five, which is not a bad streak. And I take credit for wins, and I take credit for losses. And I'm looking to get back on the winning side of things with a small card tonight. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're dropping three, three and a half. The Wolves are off a buzzer beater. They're going to come into this game riding high, and I think they have a little momentum. Not to mention they've won three in a row. The Pacers have lost three straight games, and they are struggling. Struggling in a big big way and in fact you guys know I like to read between the lines and check out quotes from players and from coaches and right now coach Nate McMillan said we'll keep mixing and matching the lineup until we get a good rhythm which means they don't even have a steady lineup yet they're not even sure who they want to play so right now you can almost argue they're experimenting plus the Pacers are getting booed at home they're going to be happy to hit the road after the ugly loss to the Knicks Pacers, by the way, 3-9 and nine against spread in the last 12 road games. They've been an awful bet on the road. Not to mention, Timberwolves, 10-4 and four against spread in their last 14 after scoring 100 points or more in the previous game. Told you they had momentum. Give me the Timberwolves. That is my pick for tonight. Now it's time to get to the NFL. It's time to talk. Super Bowl. Listen, if you think you know who's going to win the Super Bowl, then you can bet on it at mybookie.ag and make some cash. You play, you win, and you get paid. They're reputable. They have great management. It's easy to deposit, even easier to get paid out. And if you sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code CHASER, C-H-A-S-E-R, you will get an exclusive 100% bonus up to $3,000 to bet on the Super Bowl. Sign up today. Now, talk about the NFL we're gonna talk about the odds and there really hasn't been much of a change however there's a few things that caught my attention we still have uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots getting 68 percent of the love from the public and everybody is pounding that over 76 percent of the people on the over the line still sits at three and about 58 58 and a half but it's a little different different different, different excuse me in Vegas Treasure Island went up to three and a half for a couple hours. And that's different. This is the first time we're seeing anybody jump off that key number three. They went up to three and a half. Now, they they wanted really New England betters to hop on board even that three and a half, so they offered plus money, and they made it expensive for Falcons, who wanted to buy that hook, and charged them a 125. Uh, To me, I find this interesting. The Vegas books – and the offshore books do not always mirror each other. And I think it's interesting because Vegas right now is vying for betting action. People who bet on the Super Bowl nonstop, they want to make sure people get um, a chance to bet. And to me, if you're Vegas competing with all those other sports books, you dangle that hook out there. Maybe you'll get a bigger handle than you will than some of the other sports books, or at least maybe take a little bit of their action. And this total, man, it keeps on going. Uh, And can you blame it? It's been the story of the playoffs. Think about this. The over is 7-3 in the last 10 postseason games, including 5-1 over the last uh, few weekends to include both conference games going over the total. Uh, Wow. This is crazy. This total is crazy. I don't think it's going to reach 60. It kind of seems like, at least online at the sportsbooks, it's capped at about 5.5. But I do think we're going to get some movement in that as well. But now, on to the prop bet. And I'm talking about the Super Bowl MVP. Up to this point, I've released two Super Bowl props. And I have a doozy for this one, I believe. In the previous shows, I've said that prop betting isn't always about betting on the winning team. Which means if you know you think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, maybe Matt Ryan has more passing yards because he's trying to play catch-up. So you really have to do your research. But they're a lot of fun to, the, to bet. And I really think the MVP one is a bit different because this, to me, is the exception to the rule. This, to me... It is where you want to probably, probably, I say, make the MVP on the team that you think is going to win because it's almost always, almost always from the winning team, and it's almost always the quarterback. Never an exception. And Again, this year it's not. The odds from MyBookie.ag show that Tom Brady is the favorite, minus 120. Matt Ryan is up next at plus 190. Say, so 2-1 to one is not so bad for Matt Ryan. But if I'm going to take a prop bet, especially MVP, I like to take a shot a little bit. Patriots offensive players, outside of Brady, of course, are hard to choose because Belichick always has a different type of plan that features different players. Sometimes he's run heavy, so maybe it'd be Blount. Even when they pass a lot, you don't know if it's going to be Edelman. I mean, last week it was Hogan that had a monstrous day. So, you know, it's always hard to tell who's doing what from an offensive standpoint. To me, on defense, though, Something different. Not that I'm going to take a defensive player, but Belichick likes to take away a player and make this team change up. That player could be Julio Jones. He's arguably the best offensive player on Atlanta. He's got a bad foot, and so he's injured. Plus, he's going up against Malcolm Butler, the Patriots' best corner. So they throw a little more coverage on him, a double cover. It should open up things for another wide receiver, and that's what I'm looking at, Mohamed Sanu. You can find him about plus 4,000. That's a steal to me. Um, What I really like about him, forget the fact that he can catch, he can throw the ball. Sanu has five career pass attempts, completed each one, including two of the best plays of his career 50 yard completion, 73 yard touchdown score. If he goes to the Wildcat and throws a touchdown, and then on top of that, has a big receiving yards, maybe a receiving touchdown. He could easily walk away with the hardware. Why not take a shot? The payout is right. Give me new for the Super Bowl MVP, and that will do it for chasing ballgame. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. I truly appreciate it because I know your time is money, and that's why I give you a rapid-fire format to digest in a short period of time. You can find us, Blog Talk Radio, and on iTunes. Join the fun, become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the Chasing Ball Ball Game podcast is hit me up on Twitter or Facebook, at Chasing Ball Game. Just like the latest chasers who have reached out on social media, followed or shared info like S 26 Sharp Like Shannon, and Darren Brass, welcome all of you to the chase. Again, it's all about sports betting fans together. We're going to build an incredible community join me on friday which is always the biggest show of the week we will be jam packed with information once again we're going to be loaded with hoops and football as always college hoops betting the buckets we're going to look at early odds for teams to win the super bowl next year that's right we're already looking ahead to next year also tune in tomorrow to get a free super bowl square if you want to be part of a squares contest i got you And I will have one more prop for the big game. So plenty to think about. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. I can't wait. But until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.